This is The M Word. I'm Michaela Hyde. I'm Nick Hyde. And welcome to The M Word podcast, the podcast where we talk openly and honestly about marriage and relationships, including ours. We're married, but this is for everyone who thinks that making a relationship work and last, like most things in life, is worth the effort. Well, hello everyone and welcome to episode 26. Really exciting episode this one. It is a very exciting episode for very good reasons, yes, because you will um, probably remember that um, Kathy emailed us a while ago saying she'd really like to hear from a couple that have been married for longer. Um, Our 20 years just didn't seem enough. It's all uh, relative, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it is. It really is. And actually, in all seriousness, I think that every stage of your relationship is worth celebrating, um, which is what Marriage Week's always about just to throw that in there marriage week 2020 but that's for another time yep <laughs> i think you're gonna say something else then no, so anyway so kathy said could we have uh, an older couple who've been married for longer talking about their marriage and so, we've talked a lot about getting a getting a, some guests on or doing some interviews as part of the the podcast so this seemed like the the ideal marriage it did it did because you'll remember again that i posted actually on the inward podcast a photograph of my mum and dad who celebrated their 50 years of marriage in January. So you interviewed your mum and dad. I did. And it turned out to be quite long. It did. We all have a lot to say in our family. Yes, so, uh, I noticed yeah. that. It's excellent though, isn't it? Every oh, moment. fantastic every stuff minute to say. Of... So what we've done is we've spliced it in two. So this is part one of two. So episodes yes. 26 and 27 are going to be the interview with Neil and Trish Poole. They are. And we're going to say very little else in this beginning part. Yeah, I think so. Because you introduced it when you kind of said hello to them, didn't you? So we can crack straight on. We can crack straight on. We're not going to tell you anything about what we've been doing for the People last two weeks. People are going to I know. What, what is going happened? on in our I lives? I know. We're not telling you. No, you'll have to wait for quite a while because yeah, we're not going to do the next one. Anyway. Should we stop talking? Let's stop talking and let's Okay, so here it is, Michaela interviewing her mum and dad. So today, as promised, we are going to delve into the 50-year marriage of my mum and dad. Now, they celebrated their 50 years on the 17th of January 2020 and have kindly agreed to talk about their marriage, the ups and downs and how they've made it work and last. And they are particularly special, not just because they're my mum and dad, and I am hugely proud of them, um, but because we've never had guests on the N-Word podcast. So so mum and dad, Neil and Trish, welcome to the N-Word podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so I, I'm in control here. This is fun, isn't it? All right. So let's find out first of all. Um, tell us how you met. Um, we met when Neil was eight, uh, eight and I was six. My, our parents both moved onto a new housing estate, and our back gardens backed onto each other. Our parents became very good friends, so we spent masses of time together as children shared childcare for both my my mum and Neil's mum. We had holidays together. Um, Yeah, that's it really. Okay, and so you're just six and eight, you said? Yeah. I mean, I know this obviously, but I pretend I don't know. But that's Mm. very cute, isn't it? Mm. That's very sweet. We didn't go out together for that uh, that age. No, you didn't. You waited a little bit, did you? waited for a time, Excellent, that's very, very restrained of you. So, okay, so tell us then, in which case, how did you, you know, how did you suddenly become... You know, at that point of thinking, let's let's be together. You know, what's the process? What's the story? Well, I suppose I initiated an, an interest. Yes. In in Trish, as I call her. Um, <laughs> it's my name. Well, Sorry. I think one Patricia, so I guess. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes, I initiated an interest and said, "Would you go out with me?" And uh, I can't remember exactly what happened, but I think you said, "I'll have to think about it," didn't you? 
I did first of all, yes, I did say that first of all, but we did we did start going out relatively soon after that, yeah. and that was when I was sixteen and you were eighteen. Wasn't the most popular decision for your family <laughs> were concerned, was it? Were they not very happy about that? Um, I, I think because we argued so much and I spent lots of time crying, my parents <laughs> were really helpful. worried because it was just coming up to doing my O-levels. Right, OK. Um, and they felt that it was somewhat taking me away from what I should your be studies. doing. Yes, yes. OK. Yeah. So so what did happen then? Did you... Did well, you... she did say she'd go out with me, but I had to dump another girl first. <laughs> <laughs> Outrageous behaviour. Yeah, yeah. I said I have to... To, to sort, I couldn't go out with two girls. Well, no, that right. is that is honourable, I suppose. Yeah, yes. well done, excellent. Yes, good. So you, so you dumped this other girl. Yes, um, Marilyn. Marilyn. We won't go into Marilyn and that story, but no. so you started going out, and then how long were you going out for? Because you're 16 and 18. So how long were you going out for before you then knew you wanted to be together? Because that well, feels very young. We hadn't been going out that long, and Neil said about getting engaged. So we didn't actually have a ring. <coughs> excuse me but we had agreed that we were going to get married and then literally the night before my o-level started neil said he changed his mind he didn't want to not, didn't want to not go out with me but he didn't want to get married so oh my goodness <coughs> i'm yeah. sorry so so you didn't you didn't dump mum you just said well, let's carry on going out but let's not get married perhaps the term would be dumped on yeah. <laughs> so, so how on earth did you face the next day then? Because you must... Or how did you feel about well, that? I, I, was, I spent lots of time crying and, you know, I, I didn't do the best I could have done in my exams, but I don't think that was because of, uh, of Neil. I just hadn't probably studied as much as I should have done. Mm. I didn't have that much interest in it, but despite being at grammar school and being pushed. Yeah. Um, and we carried on going out with each other until the following we started going out with each other in January and we carried right round to the following February when um you or February or March when Neil then said he didn't want to go out with me anymore so uh, <laughs> not painting a good picture here dad I have to say but anyway <laughs> well, I am it does come good because that's why we're all here now so yeah. it's all fine so we then we then broke up and more crying yeah we did um but I think fairly quickly, I started to go out with somebody else. Right, okay. And so then Neil was a bit... Put out. Miffed. <laughs> a bit miffed. Um, and perhaps felt that maybe you shouldn't have uh, sort of dumped me. Been a bit hasty there. Been a bit hasty, yeah. yes. So after about three or four weeks of being apart, um, I still used to see him because we lived right next door to each other. And so he kept persuading me to go back out with him. So after about three or four weeks, I stopped going out with the other guy and I did go back out with Neil. Only because I realised I'd made a mistake, that's the truth. Well, that's, yeah, well, that's, yeah. that's good. It's good that you realised you'd made that mistake and yes. acted on it, Dad, wasn't it? So, yes. so, um, so how old were you both then when you started going out? And this was the last time any dumping happened? Yeah, you were then, yeah, yeah. yeah. this was when I was 17 yeah. and we went on until, I think... We we got back together and after we decided this time we weren't going to tell anybody when we decided to get engaged, mm. um, but we thought it perhaps be a bit of a shock to our parents. So I think about the week before we were going to actually get the ring. We'd already been and picked the ring, but we were going to pick it up. And Drew was in Ilford, wasn't it? Collier Row, actually. No, oh, oh, <laughs> we'll argue about that later. <laughs> yeah, I've got the receipt indoors. It says Ilford. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> 
anyway, we, we had to go and collect the ring. And we decided we probably should tell our parents. So we sort of just said, oh, you know, guess who we've heard's getting engaged next Saturday. You said that? Mm. Yeah, right. Like the load. You know. um, and we said we were. So I think they were a bit, oh, I think they were a bit concerned because we were still so 17 and 19. Yeah. And that was, I think, in the June. And yeah. we got married in the following January. Wow, so that, that does fit, seem quick, doesn't it? That seems fast. And, and it's funny because when I've talked personally about how, you know, how long you've been married and so on and how old you were, people said, quite a few people have said, oh, people did then. And I thought, actually, no, you were married, obviously, in 1970. Yes. Mm. So, um, actually, you were really young then. It's, you know, when people say, oh, people did it in those days. It's more when in the 50s and 60s people maybe got married really I th- young. I think, to be fair, that probably around about the 60s and 70s there were a lot of younger people getting married yeah um probably if you went back to the 50s people tended to be mid-20s and things and then obviously we've now come full circle where people are often late 30s or mid 40s before they decide to get married but i think even at a time when there were younger marriages we were still considered very young considered quite young we were the first people to get married in St Chad's Church, the church we we chose to get married in, who actually didn't need parental permission, right? Because up until the January the first, you had to have um, parental permission you? if you were under twenty one. But that yeah. was the day when they changed the voting age, and the you know you legally became an adult at eighteen. So we didn't have to have our parents. I mean, they did. Yeah. They were. They, they were, were. Yeah, they were. They happy were happy to, with it. By the they time they came round. Yeah, I mean, they did. Yeah, they were. They were fine. I don't yeah. think our mother was particularly joyful. Was she not? No. Well, no. even on the day? Was she on, the, on the day she's fine, mm. yes. But okay. she was a bit concerned. And that's, I mean, that's some ways it's part of marriage, isn't it? You're mm. marrying not just the other person, you're marrying into a family. I mean, mm. Even though you'd known each other's families for the length mm. of time, it's it's managing that as well, isn't yes. it? It's a big part of it. So, um, obviously, I know this is uh, obviously 50 years ago now, but what did, what did marriage mean to you at that time? And do you think it's made any difference to you? Obviously, today, it's much more culturally acceptable for mm. people to live together. Do you think if you could have chosen at that time, you would have chosen living together? Or do you think, is it hard, too hard to say? I don't know. But I'm just wondering what your reflections are on why was marriage important to uh, you? Can I, mean, I you could have something? carried on going out, I guess. For a yeah, I, I, there was no no other option for me. Marriage was, was what I wanted. Yeah. There was no living together. Not that yeah. I'm against it, of course. People make their own decisions, don't they? Yeah. But I, I definitely um, wanted to be married. Yeah. I think it's different. It, it's difficult to say exactly how we would have felt um, if we were getting married now because it was a very different time and mm. there were it was still very much a case of um, it was frowned upon to live together. Yeah. Um, and not, that's not to say nobody did, but it was very, very, very few people. Whereas nowadays, it's very, it's culturally acceptable. Mm, mm. Um, you know, we've got family we love dearly who are in happy relationships that are living together. Mm. So um, it, it is a different thing. Mm. I think we would, pr- I think we would probably have still chosen marriage, mm-hmm. even if it had been acceptable then. Yeah. Because it was something that, to us, marriage was special. Yeah. Um, what do you think makes it special? I suppose it sounds perhaps a bit cliched or old-fashioned, but I, I guess it just... It does, to me, show a, a sort of an ultimate commitment. Mm. 
Mm. that perhaps I would have felt was lacking if we were living. I don't know because yeah, we haven't say. we haven't lived together so I don't know if I would have felt that was lacking looking from my perspective it could feel like it would mm. be but I don't it's interesting you use the word commitment because at Marriage Foundation and you know it's something we talk about a great deal because um, and on the M-Word podcast we invite people who are married or not married to listen in yeah. and it's really mm. important that everyone feels let's just join the conversation because it doesn't get talked about enough but we talk about the forever conversation which is about that commitment con- conversation mm. because mm. there are people that can live together and find contentment but we know statistically um, you're more likely to to break up sadly and so what is it that makes it different and it's it's almost that's why we say have the forever conversation if you are living together have that forever conversation because I think as you've just pointed out there mum that commitment is such a crucial part of of a marriage where you're making those promises to one another um, which can make a real difference um, so let's move on to kind of your marriage and you know what it's been like obviously I've been there for, I've been there for a lot of it um, but uh, not to not to the extent you know understanding that you'll be able to tell us today so what have you learned over the years about each other and your relationship what are the main things you've learned about one another um, and how your relationship works I think you learn what the other person's personality is mm. what their needs are and you try to meet them uh, the vicar when we got married had some very sound advice he said Marriage is not about give and take, it's about give and give. Outgive yeah. each other. Yeah. And uh, if you do that, you'll be going, okay, sort of thing, you know. Yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which is good advice, actually. Yeah. And it's interesting with that kind of advice is you hear at a wedding ceremony, well, that sounds nice, you know, but has that, is that something that's easy to actually put into practice, do you think? Um, no, not always. No. Because I think there is an element of selfishness in everybody. Mm. Um, sometimes that's more manifest than others. Sometimes we're more willing to be self-sacrificing. Mm. Um, but we tell each other when we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, we like to get the brownie <laughs> points. Look at me. <laughs> yeah. Always nice to have brownie points. So, I think, as you say, it sounds it sounds like a, a lovely thing mm. to say, and indeed it is. Mm. Um, but sometimes. It, it is what it says. It is sacrificial. Yeah. Because sometimes you don't want to do the things yeah. you choose to do. Sometimes you'd rather be selfish and do what you want to do. Yeah. So why do you do it then? Why do you make the sacrifice? Well, I guess because you love each other. Yeah. Um, sometimes you do it because it's easier. Yeah. Not always just because you don't think, oh, I just love him so mm. much, I'll do it. You just yeah. sometimes think, oh, it's just easier to do this. Yeah. Sometimes, certainly when you've got, once you your relationship moves on and you've got children obviously that has a huge part in your decision making mm. so sometimes you do things you know taking all of that into account rather than yeah just the thing that you might want to do yourself mm. okay and I mean you've mentioned children then um how obviously I'm one of them so this is this will be a fun question um how 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 did having children change your relationship or did it not did it change things for you did you have to adapt in any way? or I think probably because we were young, um, well, we certainly weren't young and stupid, but we were young. Yeah. And How old and were you when you had, because obviously I know how old you were, but just for people listening, how old I were was, you? I was married one month after my 18th birthday and I had Caroline one month before my 19th birthday. Okay, so, so we were married 10 months. Right, okay. Um, we worked on the, on the very foolish theory really well we haven't got anything anyway so we might as well have a baby now so you had no money we had no No. money we lived in um, a furnished flat and we just thought well 
Well, I've, did you own your flat? Because obviously, no, again, no, so, no, it was a no. rented, furnished flat. So you literally had we had nothing, nothing. I mean, when well, we you, got, got, you had four pound a week for housekeeping. I had four pound a week for housekeeping. <laughs> when we actually got married, I think we at between us we had fifty pounds in the bank. <laughs> that was it. Um, we owned. So, so a few bits of second-hand furniture, which at that point were either at my mum's or um, Neil's mum's, um, for things that people had given us. But because the only flat we could find when we were looking for somewhere was furnished, mm. we, we didn't have those things with us. But um, we moved into a non-furnished flat, much bigger, just before Caroline was born, and we could then put the things in. But I think it was perhaps... It was naive, and... I don't know whether we were lucky, whether we worked hard, um, but we, we did manage to survive like that. At times it was really hard. I mean, we really literally had no money. Mm. We didn't know we were poor, though, did we? We um, didn't think about ourselves <laughs> as being poor. But probably not. Yeah. Um, I thought I, most um, couples, when they got married, were like this, you see. I had a bit naive in that department. Um, so I wasn't worried. I, I think, yeah, I, there were times when it was tough not having things mm. um, but I think one of the things we thought which is ironic now because we can't do all the things that we'd hoped to do because of Neil's health mm. but when we were at that stage and young we thought well we've got nothing now so we might as well have our family now yeah. because we can't do anything anyway Right. so let's <laughs> we have can't our, go and travel the world and no we can't go and travel the world yeah. um, so we will, we'll, we'll do we'll have our children now because it'll be fun to have children while we're young and we can do things with them Yeah. Um, play uh, you know things that have the energy have to the energy to do and you certainly need a lot of energy when you're having children yeah and so we had we thought well we'd be able to do all the things that we can't do now because of financial mm. restraints when we're older and those restraints will be less because obviously having our children young mm. they will probably be gone and offhand certainly offhand financially yeah when we're still relatively young yeah um, so that was out. That was it. Was sort of planning. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember what you said. I want a baby. I said, "All right." That was it. That was the planning. <laughs> Excellent planning. Yes, very good. Yes, huh. that's um, yes. We can do a whole podcast on that. I'm sure another time. So, <laughs> um, so when you actually had your, you know, had Caroline and myself, um, did that put a strain on your relationship, or did it just? Did you just get stuck in and get on with it, or? I mean, because sometimes people struggle a bit, and sometimes there's that classic thing where, obviously, today you have. The man or the woman could be the one at the ho at home. It's it's very different. But whoever's looking after the children, the other one can feel can sometimes feel a bit neglected, or that you know, or, or perhaps certainly the person who's bringing bringing the money in feels as though they're not as part of things or is involved, or you know, there, there can be complications. Would you? What was what's your been ex your experience been? My my thought was that I I must go to work, obviously. Yeah. And that your mum didn't go to work that's what I was hoping that you could stay home with the children right, right? Mm. because I wanted her to to have that experience mm. the pressure was um, is to get another job where I had enough money to pay for what we wanted yeah we didn't have a huge Which amount it wasn't much it's not like no, we were no, saying no. you know paying for what you wanted like you needed a big flash car no. it's the no. bare minimum all the time I, I think that having children will always bring certain pressures but we certainly didn't feel pressured particularly mm. there were days there will always be days when life feels really tough. Yeah. Um, fortunately, both you and Caroline were fairly easy children. 
Mm. Um, you, you I've both... always been a very easy person. <laughs> Just ask Nick, you know, very easy. You've both had your moments, um, generally speaking. So I would say 90 to 95% of the time you were easy. There were other times when things were hard. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't have an expectation that it should all be wonderful. Yeah. Um, I loved I loved being at home with you, and yes, we had we we really didn't have anything. We had very little, but we certainly had very, very little financially. Um, we had the the furnished flat first of all, which we moved into a council flat when um, Caroline was a few months old, um, and that's where we were when we had you. Mm. Um, so we didn't we we certainly did we had very little materially. We certainly couldn't afford holidays. Um, if we did have a holiday, it would have been a week in a caravan somewhere. Yeah. But again, that was very much more acceptable and accepted yeah. mm. 50 years ago. And yeah. nowadays there is a different expectation, mm. which therefore, if those expectations aren't met, that can make you feel under pressure. Yeah. Most of our friends who you know who we became friendly with some we became friendly with through having children a couple of our friends had children that we were friends with before the family started but we were all probably in a similar position one or two of our friends mm. had a, a more comfortable sort of situation than us financially and quite a lot of our friends waited till they were a lot older than us to have children yeah um but it yeah i mean i, I suppose there probably were days i mean it's it's hard to look back over 50 years and say oh yes it was it was all wonderful or oh, no it was all terrible i'm sure there were days when we both felt like we were missing things or it'd be really nice if we could just go out yeah. and buy this or do yeah. that but most of the time it was just life and you got on with it yeah. i remember yeah. my parents very kindly gave us <laughs> their old carpet from the lounge you remember that <laughs> it's awful <laughs> but oh, we had to have it fitted yeah. We, yeah we had also everything most of what we had it does sound really awful nowadays and but most of what we had was hand-me-downs well no it doesn't sound awful these days because actually we've gone to recycling yeah because now. upcycling and reusing is actually you were you know you're ahead of, ahead of, ahead of <laughs> the game right, there yeah. back in the day so sure were you know but actually it is interesting isn't it because in one respect, well, there'll always be different cultural expectations and differences throughout different periods of history. But in what you're kind of expressing and talking about is, yes, it was harder. Maybe you didn't make a fuss about it because that's what people did. But you still had to get on and deal with it. Mm -hmm. But you still carried on staying committed in your marriage, despite the fact mm. it would have been nice if I had nice things. And there would have been stress with not having as much yeah. money coming in. Mm. And I know over the years, Dad, obviously, um, in terms of work, you know, you've you've never had a huge income and so life was always a bit challenging and then you've had some difficulties with work and being made redundant and all that kind mm. of thing and those are sorts of things that can put couples under a lot of strain and mm. pressure do you I mean for example I know you were made redundant a couple of times weren't you dad yes. so did that put a strain on your relationship it certainly did I, I was worried about Trish worrying okay about the situation you know mm. I had to get another job yeah. And, I, and I was wrong there. I, I I made it that I thought I must get another job, but I think I rushed at it too quickly. Mm. You know, I didn't sit back and see what was on offer. Yeah. I just had a principle that I was going to get a job quickly. Yeah. But it wasn't necessarily the right thing to do. Um, to be fair. Yeah. But uh, you kind of want to try and provide and do the right thing mm. and and what have you. So so yeah. So how did you manage? How did you get through some of those times? Well, there, I had a, a year at. Um, a company, didn't I? You remember? I won't name name the companies, obviously. Mm. And eventually, this year was up. 
and uh, I got another job from mm. the redundancy. I was um, not too happy about the pay I was treated at the company, so I took I, this other job. I think at the beginning, as Neil said, he he probably shouldn't have rushed into choosing uh, picking another job. Um, he didn't have a huge amount of qualifications, so in some ways his choices were limited. Mm. But well, I had he school al- at fifteen, didn't I? Yeah. He also felt very much that it was he felt morally wrong to go on the dole, as it was called, if you could work. Right, okay. So whilst that's very admirable on one hand, we mm. probably he could have given himself more time right, okay. to actually find something else. But he went to this firm and it was really, um, he found it really, really hard. I mean, he'd always been in an, in, in an engineering environment. So mm. it wasn't as if he was used to working somewhere. Everything was lovely and yeah. sweet. But they were particularly unpleasant there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, we are Christians and he had his the mickey taken out of him quite a lot because of that but it wasn't just that mm. it was really hard um and they there was one guy particularly who seemed to have it in for right. for, for for dad and he was the not one of the main managers but he was over over dad and i can remember on one occasion dad standing in the kitchen and actually crying and saying i can't go in i can't go on with it mm. and i said you've got to yeah. because now if you if you leave work now, we can't you can't go on the dole because you're choosing to leave your job, yeah. and it would mean three months without you. I said you're just going to have yeah. to stick it out. Yeah. Somehow you're going to have to get through this mm. because we didn't have enough behind us to say mm. blow them, leave the yeah. job, have yeah. three months off. Then if you're still out of work, you would be able to claim some dole. Hopefully you'll have got something by then. So we didn't have that luxury if you like so you just had to get on with it really I did yes you? it wasn't yeah. easy but then no. yeah, I think that can put a strain on, on a marriage because yeah. the man can feel that he needs to get out of the house more if he's going to work mm. in, like that and that can put a strain you know he ends mm. up not seeing the children or whatever yeah. that in extreme cases of course yeah. but I was determined that I was going to make it yeah eventually I got a job didn't I? and again it's that offering like you know because as you said, Mum, there was not a choice because financially, yeah. if he left, then you'd be like, would have oh, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So then you're having to help carry Dad, as it were, yeah. through that and try and be there for yeah. him and then making sure that you don't explode with the whole thing as well. Yes. And mm. did you, I mean, did you have friends and family to support you as well? In terms of, I mean, not just financially, I mean, more, you know, saying, you know, we're kind I think, of with to you. be honest, we didn't really talk about it that much no. to people. Right. Um, and, I didn't think it was necessary. And I think certainly, as when as soon as you and Caroline, well, I think Caroline was at school and you were at playgroup, mm. and I did get a cleaning job. Yeah. To do at the, in the hours in in the local TV showrooms. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> where I worked uh, on the three mornings that you were shiniest looking TVs yeah. around at that time. Honestly, you worked in the uh, while you were at playgroup, so I used to do two hours three yeah. mornings a week there um, to try and help the situation. Mm. But I think women then, it was more generally accepted that women were at home. I wanted to be at home with both mm. of you. Um, so to me, it wasn't a sac- I mean, nowadays people say it would be a sacrifice, but I didn't want to be at home. Yeah. I didn't want to be at work. So it wasn't a sacrifice to me to be at home. Um, and that was really, we just had to muddle through. Find a way. As but, best we could. But was there any point where you thought, 
oh, let's just, you know, give up or, you know, do it. I mean, do, have you ever felt, I mean, this is an interesting question for your daughter to ask of, you know, parents, but have you ever felt as though, let's just give up on this marriage thing? As it Was it ever an option or? No. No, in the middle of a real slanging match, and we've had loads oh, over the, the yes, years. Yes, we've got some, I'm in, this. In the middle of a real <laughs> slanging match, I, you know, we've both said to each other, well, you can go, well, I'm not going, I like the, you know, I've decorated, <laughs> it. you can go. It's quite funny, really. <laughs> um, well, it, well you, it doesn't feel funny at the time. No. It feels horrible at the time, yeah. but we've never, in in a, in the good moments, sat back and thought, oh, "Actually, actually, this is too much hassle. I think we'll mm. give up on this." Yeah. And so I think words are easy to say that mm. are cutting in an argument because mm. you can both want to score points. Yeah, yeah. And that's not. I'm, I'm <laughs> presumably you'd say, "Don't score points." That's not. No. It's not. Know. It's not the thing to do. But, but I think if sometimes. we're realistic, mm. it's something that. Well, perhaps not That's the issue, does. isn't it? You've got yeah. to be realistic and recognise that these things do happen. Your marriage is not falling apart because it's happened. Yeah, I mean, it's I, part of life. I can remember um, on one occasion a friend of Caroline's coming into school and crying all day because her mum and dad had had an argument and they'd never argued. Now, they obviously had. Right. She'd never, ever heard them argue. Right. So she was convinced that this was heading for divorce. Yeah. Sadly, later on, they did get divorced. But at this point, for her... So, we always felt that it was good for you and Caroline to know that we'd had arguments. I don't mean involve you in them. Yeah. But you knew we'd had arguments and you knew we'd made up after because mm. we loved each other. Yeah. Um, we told them, didn't we? We know yeah, we're in arguments. You know, we still we love knew, each other. We knew yeah. we'd have to say... You know, we tried to say to you about having to say sorry. Because mm. it's not easy to say sorry. No. Especially um, when you're right. <laughs> Especially when you're right, yeah. <laughs> you got something you want to say there, Dan? <laughs> so, Confession time. Um, yeah, does that answer? Yeah, what you were? No, yeah, it does. It's kind of, it's that sort of, it's almost as though it, it, there was such a, the thing that I guess I have learnt from you, this has been my kind of observation, is there's always been that underlying commitment and, and, and love. And it, despite feeling cross or frustrated with each other at times, there is that underlying love that made it not even a, a possibility, no, really. Exactly. That's what I no. would observe. Uh, can I share something? It was at the very beginning of our marriage, there was a, a magazine that came, a girl, girls' magazine, and it said in there, what was the percentage, do you remember? We only had a, a 50-50 chance of, of lasting sur- for more than five years. Right, OK. That was, that was one of those surveys, you know. Right. Because that was helpful. Yeah, <laughs> I, because I said to I'm going to show them. Yeah. <laughs> I, think yeah. the, I think if you were over 21... Your marriage had a one in three chance, so you were slightly better odds. Right. For, for us, it was 50-50 chance because we were both say, yeah. under 21. Yeah. Right. But Whereas now, I mean, it, it's obviously people get married later, but um, in fact, we're in a time now where people who marry today um, have a far greater chance of staying together than they did back in the 80s. Yeah, and I, I'm not surprised, really. Because there isn't the pressure anymore. Mm, and no. people are older. I mean, the, 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 probably the most challenging time for most couples is during the first 10 years when children arrive, which is partly why I was asking about the impact of children because that can put a strain on relationships, but there mm. can be other things too. And after 10 years of marriage, by each year, it becomes less likely for divorce to happen. And it's interesting because I think even now people still say, well, you know, we'll all know people that will separate Old, later on in, in older you know as they get older or have been married for 20 years or something but mm. still statistically it's far more likely in those first 10 mm. years and, and again 
part of you know understanding about your relationship for people that are listening is thinking what is it that is going to make your relationship last forever what does it what qualities does it have if if you're not not married what qualities does it have because again there is this coming back to the commitment thing again which i think is so so central um and what has been evident with with you two and i can speak firsthand because you know certainly you, you know you've always been very open with me about things as well as an adult I don't mean speaking inappropriately about open stuff when I'm younger but I've been quite honest about things and that's been a a good example and as you say I've seen you you know get cross and angry with each other and I've seen you you make up and there is obviously a point where you think well there's certain things you probably wouldn't do but it's 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 important for people to understand that if you're two different people how can you possibly agree on everything all of the time conflict will inevitably happen if it's about how you deal with it and how you move on from that and you said mum about saying sorry and forgiveness Mm. um that's a that's a bit of a pain at times isn't it that forgiveness lark but what happens if you don't forgive in a relationship well i guess if you if you if you really don't forgive then bitterness would start to grow yeah um you would probably if you're not really forgiving then probably within you everything you do after that point you can start to feel resentful that you're doing it because Mm -hmm. if you haven't forgiven the person yeah everything you do is then a burden on your cross really inside even though you may be outside okay yeah i don't i don't think it's been an issue for us we've always been people who are we're quite quick to be volatile as you know (laughs) quite quite vocal you might say we're quite quick to be volatile i've never been on able to understand how a relationship works and I know it does for some people where they have an argument don't speak for weeks mm, mm. we couldn't do that we're both too, too you know we're both yeah. too, too vocal, chatty. vocal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so lots of our arguments have been sort of quick and really quite um, vitriolic they can sound horrible mm. but we're also quick to get back to normal yeah yeah we, we wouldn't we, have we can't it. stay mad for long can we no we can try but we we mm. we don't you know we mm. can have an argument and we we would never have an argument and three days later we're still, still not talking still not talking no and and generally speaking we do feel forgiveness but we are also both quite capable of saying if we're having a row and last time you said blah blah, blah. right okay so yeah. you know yeah. so you, you don't forget you everything made all, all the yeah. dials go up then Trish you see that sorry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, an exciting peak there on the uh, on the system there we'll be getting Nick to edit that later <laughs> mum I think so <laughs> just so that we don't deafen our listeners but no no that's that's no that's great it's, it is interesting because I think as you say it's it's that whole thing of not letting things go on because no. how can that be healthy I would say you know mm. and are we that's something that we wouldn't want to do either I, I think actually you know we've said before that we're all quite emotional and mm. actually mm. my emotion would would not cope with not being no. friends with Nick no, for that period of time so. we haven't quite managed the don't let the sun go down on your wrath there has mm. been times when we have gone to sleep angry and the with sun each. has <laughs> gone down the sun's gone down we have still yeah. been angry mm. but it certainly isn't something that goes on for days yeah yeah and sometimes I think you know it's an intro interesting question about whether you let the sun down let the sun go down on wrath or not because it's it's depending on whether you're in that place to be able to move on at that but point it can be a bit Especially unreal if you have, a, if you have an argument at, you know just before dawn you know and you've got to try and pull this thing together in five minutes you know yeah. so that's, I should that's just tricky. say on uh, regarding that about if Trish hadn't had her views on these things I don't think we'd be here now mm. I think Trish had, had a tremendously strong um What's the word I want now? Influence. Yes, right, thank you. <laughs> influence. See? Even on this conversation. Yeah, her influence on me was fantastic and uh, made me the person I am today. 
Right. If that's okay. a bad thing, <laughs> take it out with Trish. Okay, all right then. So I've got a few things to say to you, Mark. Well, well, that's a good place to pause. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if I dare ask whether you did um, have a, a, those conversations with your mum or not. But, well, but, not, not so, yet, no. I so I'd there's wait. half. <laughs> there's, there's half. It's, I think it's worth us picking up one or two things, just mm. really interesting. Obviously, people listening to that will find their own their own little nuggets that, that sort of resonate with their yeah. own situations. Um, but I, I was really struck by the fact that <laughs> the sermon when they got married and the vicar said something about what was it don't no try to outgive each other I think it was wasn't it about yeah that's it each other. trying to outgive each other that's it it's not about give and take it's about yeah. give and give yes that was and it. that's yeah. a huge challenge isn't it it is but the reality is if both have that mindset you do both end up receiving loads yeah but it's the attitude behind it yeah. that's and that, really powerful. And that's also not about just kind of um, taking advantage of your partner either. Because I think, you know, there could be situations where where there isn't that equality within that relationship, where there isn't that we're on the same page, yeah. looking for the same things, going in the same direction. Again, so much of healthy relationships is about an intention, about your thinking, what's going yeah. on in your mind, about how things should be. Yeah. And so I think there's an intention to try and do that. And They're very open and honest, aren't they? Though? They're very real. they're kind of saying, but we haven't always done that. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's not saying the marriage is successful if you manage to do this every day. Yeah. It's saying if you want to do this and you're willing to pick up the pieces when it doesn't happen and there are arguments and they have big, you know, slagging matches and it all goes wrong. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I do admire them, I have to say, in all honesty. Yeah. They're, I know they're they're great people, but that's uh, it's very honest to them to say, yeah, this is this is what's worked for us 50 years. And as you say, to be honest about it and the, yes, this lovely sermon, you know, instead of it's not give and take, it's, you know, give and give. But again, the reality, you don't mm. always feel that way. You don't always yeah. feel very happy with your other half and all those sorts of things. And again, that's part of the thing too, isn't it? It's having an open mind about that and knowing that you're not always going to get it right. And I, I kind of the, liked it when my mum talked about the fact that um, she didn't, have an expectation that it would all be wonderful and people could think well that sounds negative you know yeah i know but it's kind of like well you know they're not no one's perfect so there is no such thing as a perfect marriage yeah. there are very good marriages that are doing well or very good relationships but ultimately it's about you know sort of your mindset and how you approach things and knowing that the good times and the bad times come and I know my mum hinted a bit about my dad's health and that's really much yeah. more of what the next episode's about and we can come on to that but um, yeah just being real is so important they had they were they in a way they came across very wise for when they were 18 and 19 yeah. or 18 and 20 was it your dad yeah. was 20 yeah 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 but that that just it was wise in the little things not expecting it to be miraculously amazing and and but at the same time wanting the best for it and yeah, yeah really good yeah I know anyway, that's probably enough waffle from us yes it is it is but there is one last thing that I think you wanted to mention what right at the very end um, oh yeah they, what, that phrase yeah thank you reminding me they they talked about marriage as being the ultimate commitment yeah and uh, I that I mean hugely resonates with all the statistical research of marriage foundation etc cetera, etc cetera, marriage yeah. cohabitation all that kind of stuff fundamentally the thing that makes it work is that more important than anything else is that you will commit to one another yeah and, and that is why the in sickness and in health next episode I, it's really i mean 
we've heard it. Yes, <laughs> but it's yes. really interesting because obviously yeah. the the bigger picture story is Neil has been really quite ill for many years. Yeah, um, and it's and had a profound impact on their relationship yeah. and on their marriage and how they've managed that. So um, the journey hasn't been what they expected. But yeah, they are still very much. Yeah, um, a, you know, a couple. Yeah, a happy unit. Definitely. So, um, so yes, that so will be... So more to come in episode 27. Definitely. The, you know, the, the in sickness and in health is very much the topic of the, the second of half. part two. So um, anyway, well, we hope you've enjoyed that first part. Um, do share about this um, particular one because I do think it's a really great story. I know it's my mum and dad, but I think people are longing for honesty and openness. And also, if you do want to, you know, feedback to us, themwordpodcast at gmail.com. Do email us and we will... Uh, explore things on you know that you provoke us with and questions you have so do email us um, if you have anything to share stories to tell or just questions to ask the m word podcast at gmail.com the end the end you See will you be hearing for us in a couple of weeks in two yeah. weeks All right, bye, bye.